Welcome to the Dogwood Podcast, a presentation of Dogwood Church. For more information, visit dogwood.church. We hope you enjoyed the message. Well, good morning, everybody. Great to see you, and uh, glad you're here. I want you to reach, uh, those of you on the left side, reach in under, take the offering basket, and take out the stack of note sheets, student guides. Uh, It's got the number three on it, week three, developing know-how. While you're doing that, let me um, bring those of you that this may be the the first time you've been back in a couple of weeks. We are in a... um, Uh, a series kicking off our year focusing on the first part of our mission as a church. You know, God, 31 years ago almost, brought this church into being here with the mission of making more and better Christ followers who love God and love people here and around the world. And so uh, we want to get better at at that. And, uh, And so we're taking a few weeks Uh, at the start of this year to focus on the making more followers of Christ part of our mission. That's called living life on mission. That's sharing our faith. That's influencing men and women and boys and girls, people you know, people you like, people you love uh, to, to come to faith in, in Christ. And that is all, that is our, um, uh, that is our mission. So take one of those, grab a pen out of the chair pocket in front of you, and uh, when you get that and get your note sheet in hand, look at me. I'm going to make you work this morning. It's going to be a little easier on me because I'm making you work. We're going to take some time, and you've got to do some thinking. You've got to do some writing today. This is not a sermon. This is a workshop today. So, uh, sorry, uh, poke, my, poke the people next to you and tell them, wake up. You've got homework. And uh, we're doing it, uh, we're doing it uh, uh, right, right now. We, um, uh, so turn to page two. We're just going to jump right in. Turn to the top of page two in your notes, and you'll see there across these note sheets the, the, the kind of the headings, my life before Christ, how I, how, uh, I came to accept Jesus into my life, uh, my life since Christ came in. Now, I didn't make up that outline. We got that from the scriptures, and we two weeks ago saw that the Apostle Paul made up this outline, uh, inspired by God's Holy Spirit, as recorded in the book of Acts, chapter 26, kind of the outline of his faith story, or as some of us would say in our traditions, our, Christ, our salvation testimony, however you want to, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, but we're going to use that. And um, so I want you to look at the at letter A, my life before I met Jesus. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Now, remember last week I said, you do have something good to say uh, for Jesus. And it all begins with a little bit about your life before Christ. Now, it also continues with how you uh, met Christ and a little bit about your life since coming to faith in Christ. And uh, we're going to work on that today. But I'm, talk- I'm not talking about you uh, preparing to be a public speaker and to get up in front of a congregation or a group or a class and give a formal speech about your story. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about standing at the mailbox, talking to your neighbor across the street when you meet them in the street. I'm talking about having coffee at Starbucks uh, with a, a couple of guys that you meet there from time to time. I'm talking about why you're sitting on the shuttle bus from remote parking, riding your way into uh, Atlanta Airport, and you got a few 
few minutes in a conversation with a guy sitting next to you. I'm talking about when you sit down um, for a family gathering at a family reunion uh, with a piece of pie and a cup of coffee, and that's the way to do it, um, big piece of pie and cup of coffee, uh, talking to your brother that you haven't seen in six months. I'm just talking about normal conversations with people where you live and work and play. And so when you're telling your story there, you don't want to sound too religious. Or, you know, you don't want to sound too religious. And so don't. Um, look at the left sidebar there in your notes. Tell you, this, uh, how, your, a little bit about your life before Christ. Tell where you grew up. Tell, talk about your family. Talk about your home. Talk about your interests. Talk about what you like. Did you like school? Did you like sports? Did you like music? Did you like college? Did you, did you, like, your, did you like your job? Um, and when you talk about your life before Jesus came in, uh, don't mention spiritual and religious stuff. When I talk about my life, this section of my story to people, I never say the word Jesus, God, church, or Bible, or any denomination. I don't don't even say those words. Don't say those words. Uh, Don't do that. Uh, Describe where you lived and how you lived and what you were thinking and how you felt. Um... And then people who have different backgrounds from you can, re- can possibly connect and relate to your story because we all think and feel things in our, in our past. And so on this page, in just a moment, I'm going to give you five minutes to write out a little bit about your life before Jesus. Now, we're not writing a novel here. I mean, we, when, this, when we share our faith story, we're talking 45 seconds to four minutes you meant to be able to do it on an elevator from a, in a tall building to the floor. We're talking quick here. So just a little bit about your life before Jesus so people can relate to you. I, I, I don't have my note sheet here, but I wrote on my notes. Let me just read to you what I wrote on that page this week as I practiced once again telling my story. You ready? You re- Are you ready? Okay, okay, here we go. I grew up, I'm just going to read it, just read it to you. I grew up in a warm, loving home with parents and two younger sisters not far from here in a little town called Bremen of about 5,000 people. It was a good place to grow up uh, with many friends uh, in a community where almost everybody knew everybody else. I even knew the, the names of many of the dogs that lived in town. I really did. And uh, I was a happy kid. I was a healthy kid. I had great parents and uh, great sisters. Uh, I loved my family. I had a lot of good reasons for being a happy kid. I I loved my home. Uh, I didn't know that everybody didn't have a home like that. seemed normal to me. It was wonderful. Uh, I I loved my home. I loved my neighborhood. I loved my friends and my family. I liked my school. I I liked my town. And um, I... uh, I got along with my sisters. Now, I was the big brother of two sisters, and so I did tease them and torment them, as all big brothers should uh, in, in, in life. But we really loved and liked each other and still, uh, and still do. Uh, you know, even as a boy, I liked going to school. I liked going to school, not because of the studies. Uh, you know, they were just a necessary evil there. I liked going to school because I got to see my friends every day. I liked my friends and the sports. Um, I liked sports. 
growing up. Football was my favorite, and I really hoped to play in college, but that didn't work out too good because uh, even though I was small, I was slow. And so that, that, didn't, uh, that, didn't, that didn't work out too much. Now, that's my life. Before, that's my story. It goes up until I was about nine years old. And this section of your life go, is all before Jesus. For me, it was young. It might be 19 or 29 or 90 for you. I don't know. I don't know. But it'll be you. Now, here's what I want you to do. Take a deep breath. Take your pen. And I'm going to give you five minutes with a little music. And you write out a first rough draft of your life before Jesus. Ready, set, go. Okay, now you, you may not be quite finished with that yet, but it's, you probably got a really good start. Even maybe you just want to do a few bullet points there. But let's pick it up. Turn to the top of page three and uh, in, your, in your study guide, how I came to accept Jesus into my life or how I was born again or how I became a Christian or how I received Christ or how I repented and came to faith. However your tradition describes Jesus coming into your heart and life and you becoming his follower, uh, this is what we're going to talk about. Now, let me, t- let me talk to you about this just a little bit before you do a little more work. Everyone's... Uh, story and experience in coming to faith in Jesus is the same and different. There, there are some things that will be the same, but then there will be some things that are completely unique to you. And you want to talk about both of those um, uh, here. But here's the thing. You must have met Jesus as your Savior and Lord in order to have a story to tell. You must have. Uh, Jesus one time said this uh, to a man who, by the way, was very religious, very religious, very serious about his faith, but he he was outside of the kingdom of God. In John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus said this to him, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Uh, You must have been born again or born from above or had a spiritual rebirth or been converted or come to faith in Christ. Again, however your tradition expresses becoming a follower of Jesus, that must have happened in your life in order to be able to tell about it. Uh, it It is necessary. You see, no one is born into this world a follower of Jesus already. From time to time, I'll have people uh, tell me when I ask them, say, well, tell me about your spiritual background. They say, well, I've always been a Christian. No, remember we learned uh, you might have been born into a Christian family. You might have been receptive and, and eager. You might not be able to look back and determine exactly when you first uh, realized I am trusting in Jesus alone for my salvation, uh, but nobody is uh, has always been a Christian. Remember what we studied last week? Until someone is born spiritually or born again or converted or comes to faith in Christ, you are a lost, blind, wicked, dead enemy of God. Well, there you go. And I was, and I was too. Um, and so look at your right sidebar there just for a little bit of coaching, a little bit of coaching. So, so tell when, when this happened, what it was like, what the process or event was like, where you were when you realized this, uh, who was with you, who was involved, who, what, when, where, how. Were you at home? Were you at a camp? 
uh, were you... Um, uh, were you in a worship service somewhere? Were you with someone? Were you alone? Use your own words. You know, was a, was a parent with you? Was a pastor with you? Was a friend with you? Um, were you? Use your own words and use very common words. Don't use overly spiritual words or religious words. But now, let me see your eyes a second. Once again, give enough of the gospel in your story so that the person listening would know enough to repent of their sin and place their active faith in Jesus and surrender to Him as God of their life. You've got the God because that's your. Uh, how many of you have ever seen my little blue truck I drive? Yeah, I drive that little blue truck that's with a kind of strange color blue, so everybody will know where I am and what I'm doing. You know, I need a lot of accountability in my life. I saw you over there. You know, there your truck was so-and-so. And so I love my truck. It's a 20-year-old uh, Ford Ranger pickup. It's got, uh, it's got heat and air conditioning. It's got a great uh, sound system in it. It's got really comfortable seats. I can sit up and see the traffic, and, and it drives like a new one. And I enjoyed driving it here this morning. But the point of coming here this morning in my truck was not... Uh, to enjoy driving in my truck. It was to deliver me here so that I could deliver the message today. Your story's like my blue truck. It's not the point. It's merely the vehicle for you to be able to share the gospel. So you got to have the gospel in your story. you got to have the gospel in your story. So what is that? Well, minimally, listen to this. Jot this down. 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 5, verse 1, and then verses 3 and 4 says this, Paul sums it up, inspired by God's Spirit. Now, I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel, that Christ died for our sins according with the scripture, in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. So you do have to talk about the fact that Jesus died for our sins and that He rose again and is alive today to save us and forgive us of our sins. Your story must include the gospel because that's where the power is. The Bible says this in Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it, not your story, the gospel, it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So your story needs to include a little bit of the gospel. Let me show you how this, what this sounded like for me. You ready? Here's what I wrote. Here's what, I'm just going to read it to you. Remember, I'm young here. I just finished being small and slow. Uh, my parents were followers of Jesus and active members in a local church, and they made sure that I was in church. And when I was nine years old, my world was rocked. My grandfather died suddenly. Uh, he was uh, singing in the choir in his little church on Sunday night in Piedmont, Alabama, and in the middle of a song, had a heart attack, and leaned up against his lifelong best friend and went to heaven from the choir. But I didn't go see him that day with my mom and daddy. And it, <gasps> I didn't go see him. We got the call. It, it was the first time anyone close to me had died. And so um, it was my first experience with death like that. And my grandfather's death caused me to begin to think about death and dying and what happens when people die. And so I remember having the thought, Bruce, a few weeks later, somewhere out in the backyard playing with my dog, how do we know what happens to people when they die? We can't talk to them after they go. 
And so that whole issue about life and death and eternity and what, what happens uh, caused me to begin to listen closely. You know, my, my family, as I said, were uh, regular churchgoers, and I began to listen there. I, began to, I would hear my parents talking about Jesus dying for our sins and rising from the dead. And when my pastor would mention it in services as I sat by my father in, in church, I would listen uh, closely, and I would hear them say things like this, that Jesus came to earth lived a perfect life, sinless life, and yet because of his love for us, went innocently to the cross and died there. And somehow on the cross, God arranged for him to take on the guilt of all of our sin and my sin personally and then uh, and paid the penalty for my sin so I could be forgiven. And then he rose from the dead proving that he could do that. And finally, one day, it all came together and made sense to me. And I I knew I needed Jesus. Now, I was a good kid. I was nine years old. I was a little kid. But I knew not, not only that I had done things I shouldn't do, but I knew for some reason I wanted at times to do things that I knew I shouldn't do. And there was something wrong down in there. And that I needed Jesus and I needed forgiveness. And so that night, one night in a church service, sitting by my dad... I quietly prayed and asked Jesus to come into my heart and life and take over my life, forgive my sin, and take me to heaven when I died. And he did. And he did. And so uh, that's how Jesus came into my life. Now, you take five minutes and write down how Jesus came in to your life. Ready, set, go. Okay, you may hope you hopefully you got a pretty good start there, and uh, and I want you to look at the top of page four. Here we go. Take a deep breath. Keep stick with me now. Here we go. Um, let's look at the the third section of our story. My life since Jesus came in. Now again, there's much to tell, and uh, again we're, we're thinking about a 45 second to a three to four minute conversation with someone here. This is really quick. You're not going to tell everything that's happened in your life. Um, since Jesus came into your heart, but some things that are, um, are critical. Let me talk to you about this just a little bit before you write anything. Now, the Bible says that when a person is saved, when a person is converted to Christ, when a person is redeemed, when a person is born again, when a person is born from above through faith alone in Christ alone, when someone, a person becomes a follower of, uh, of Jesus, uh, it, it, that something happens inside them, the transformation is so radical that the Bible calls them an entirely new creation. Now, on the outside, looking in, looking, you might not, may not look different, but so much happens when uh, we are converted, when we become Christians, when we become followers of Christ, that the work of the Spirit does, that we, he, God considers us an entirely new being. We're in a condition we've never been in uh, before. And that the real evidence that one has become a follower of Christ is that changes happen in their life. Now, some changes are immediate. Some changes happen over a lifetime. And they continue to happen. But there are some changes, and they are, they are good, good changes. Uh, there will be a difference in the way we think, choose, feel, create, behave. 
because of the work of Christ in our, in our hearts. Take a, let me give you a little coaching. So in your story, identify some of these things. Number one, uh, what, look at the left sidebar. What was the first immediate change in your life? Mine was inward. It was not outward. I'll tell you about it in a second. Then, then go back to the, to the, to the secular or in the sense that it's the, not, not the religious but the everyday life kind of things. Talk about your everyday life and the impact Jesus made about your life. Uh, maybe share one of the most painful experiences that Jesus helped you through after you came to faith in him. And then tell of God's faithfulness. Uh, to you. Here's what I wrote. Here's what I wrote in this section. Now, again, it was fun. Again, I have been working on my story since I was, I I first was challenged to do this when I was 18. And I had been writing and rewriting. And uh, again, this was a good exercise for me. Once again, I can't tell you how many times I've done this. And so this may be your first time. Just keep on working at it and seeing what God would have you uh, tell. But here's what I wrote this week. So I came to faith in Christ as a nine-year-old boy on a Sunday night. Now, then here's what I wrote in this section since Christ. Immediately... All of the worries that I had been having about death and what might happen to me as a little boy should I die in eternity, all those worries went away. And I have never had one day's worry about life after death since that evening as a little little boy. Well, I went on to school and I, and I grew and uh, went to West Georgia College out in Carrollton. And, I, and there in my hometown, I met this beautiful little brown-eyed girl named Allison. And we married in college, and a few years later started a family, and our daughter Leanne was born, and we were so excited that she was here. She was this happy, pretty, uh, healthy baby until she turned 12 months old, and a switch flipped, and she became terribly sick, and no one knew what to do about it. Our doctor, her doctors didn't know, we didn't know. She was suffering. No one knew what to do. We felt powerless. She began to. Uh, she experienced failure to thrive and began to just fade away before our our very eyes. And there were some very very dark days. And we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And the Lord Jesus finally led us to the right doctor. His name was Doctor Daniel Kaplan. Uh, he was at Henrietta Eggleston Hospital, now known as Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, and he knew what was going on. And God used him and God's touch and that great gift of medical care that over time she got well. And um, Jesus delivered her, and he comforted and strengthened us in the midst of the suffering. And uh, he took away, in that experience, he took away my fear of the dark days of suffering that would come in life because he'd already taken me through something magnificent, in a magnificent way, he took us through great suffering. And so I've always trusted him. Now, a little earlier, we sang a song that says, you're never going to let, never going to let me down. You remember singing that? Sometimes we feel like he did, don't we? But we're wrong. (laughs) But he understands when we feel like he let us down. He understands that. 
He's bigger than us. His ways are higher than our way. But He is absolutely good. He's not answered all my questions, but He has met all my needs, and therefore I trust Him. And He has been faithful to me for the rest, for my whole life to do that. Has anything like that ever happened to you with Jesus? Now that's my story. Grab your pen, take a few minutes, and I want you to write a few things about your life since Jesus came into your heart. Okay, go. Okay, I see you. some of you are still writing. and Keep that up, but, but keep going in that direction. And um, took, look at the top of page 5. Now what? You know, based on what we've seen in God's Word today, uh, I want to I mention this to you. In James chapter 1, verse 22, the Scripture says, be, be doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So I'm going to ask you this week, I've been asking you the last two weeks to be praying some things every day, be praying some key strategic prayers uh, every day. This week I'm going to ask you to do something in addition to that. I want you to make a commitment to share your story, write this down, with two people before next Sunday. Just read it. Just read it. And I want you, I want you to make it easy. I want some, maybe share it with your husband and your wife, maybe with your kids. Do, have your, do, your, do your kids know your faith story? Do they know it for sure? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share it with both my girls. I think they've heard it over the years, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call them both and just read my story to both my girls um, this week. Share it with your kids. Share it with your best friend. Make it easy. This is just, say, you say Pastor Keith, we're doing this thing at church about learning to share uh, Christ with people, and I just want to read my story to you. Take about three minutes. Can I do that? Sure. Just read it. Just read it. Nothing fancy. Just read it. Got it? Got it? Good. Okay. Okay. And so um, there on the bottom of your page, this is just a commitment between you and the Lord. Knowing it's my responsibility to witness for my Lord Jesus, I will share my personal story of receiving Jesus Christ as my Savior with at least two people this week. And you'll have some fun with this. Have some fun with this. Sign your name. Put the date on there. Now, some of, every time I've ever taught this in a large group, this has happened. I've heard from people. They said, Pastor, I realized when we went through this, I don't have a story. I, I don't have anything to write. I don't have a story to write. I've never come to faith in Jesus. What must I, what must I do? And that may be you. Well, here's what you do. You repent of your sin and you place your active trust in Jesus alone for your salvation. And I want you to do that right now. So pray with me. Let's all pray. Let's all pray. These Just make this the prayer of your heart. God's more concerned with the attitude of your heart than the words of your mouth. This is not a, these are not magic words. But if this expresses your desire, then you make it yours. You ready? Let's pray. The rest of you, pray for them. Pray for them. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit I have gone my own way. I have sinned with my thoughts and words and actions. And I'm sorry for my sin and my sins. I turn from them in repentance. 
I believe you died for me, taking my sins in your body on the cross. And I thank you for your great love. Now I open the door of my life. Come in, Lord Jesus. Come in as my Savior and forgive and cleanse me. Come in as my Lord and take control of my life in eternity. And I will serve you as you give me strength all my life. And Lord, I want to thank you for hearing these prayers. And it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Now take this. Take this response card. If that's you, if you have prayed to receive Christ for the very first time, I want you to look on the back of the Dogwood response card and check the block that says, I prayed and asked Jesus into my life. And our team will be in in touch with you for some spiritual coaching. Uh, I'll send you a a packet of materials in the mail uh, this week to help you with your next step spiritually. If you have made that commitment, then your next step is to go public with your faith by Christian baptism uh, like our sister in Christ did in the service today. Uh, Check that statement under the uh, that says, I'm interested in being baptized. And our team will be in touch with you and help you schedule your, your Christian baptism. Thank you for listening to the Dogwood Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message. For more information and other sermons, visit dogwood.church. If you would like to give to Dogwood Church, you can use your smartphone and text keyword DOGWOOD to 77977 or click the Give link online. You can now download the Dogwood Church app for Apple and Android devices for podcast, video, and to give.